Welcome back to another episode of Athletic Insights. We're joined here tonight by former Carlton Raven, current Ottawa Red Black, Justin Howell. Justin, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's nice uh, to be social and be able to get out and chat, you know. Be nice oh, to absolutely. Person, but uh, this is next best thing, right? So you, so you mentioned it's nice to be social. Have you been basically following the guidelines, isolate and getting ready for the CFL season? Yeah, unfortunately, I think like most of the public, um, you know, just keeping myself the whole time, which has definitely been challenging and an adjustment. But uh, yeah, I've been able to train at least uh, with the stadium. Still definitely much different protocol and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been an adjustment for sure. So yeah, my next question before yeah before we get into that, Justin Howell, Ottawa. Are you born born and raised in Ottawa? No, I was I was born in uh, Scarborough. Um, and then we, we moved um, in middle school to Bradford, Ontario. So a small town just north of uh, Toronto, south of Barrie. Right. It was a little farming community pretty much at the time, but uh, it's definitely evolved since then. But yeah, it was maybe like 14,000, 15,000 people when I was growing up. Okay. So growing up in such a small town, which I can certainly relate to, um, what was your youth, youth sports experience like? Um, it was, I mean... It was definitely a hockey town for sure. Um, and I wasn't involved in hockey, so it was different. Um, like basketball for sure was like my first love, like Spalding. Um, you know, I, I loved playing basketball. Like I'd travel to the next city, Newmarket, like take the bus with my buddies, like in high school, just to go shoot hoops, you know, at the rec center there for like hours and fun hours, right? Because we didn't have a rec center. Um, and I played competitive soccer, but I didn't start playing football until 10th grade. Um, so it, it was different for sure. Uh, football wasn't a big thing there either, but sports in general were like such a huge part of my life. And like, I, I loved it. That's crazy, man. It's like, honestly, you're living in my head, small town, <laughs> hockey town. That's yeah. I, I, everything you just said. I, I completely understand. So, uh, that's actually quite unique for us. Most of the, the guests we have on that like yourself, make it through youth sports and then eventually, you know, you're a pro athlete now. So, um, it, it's remarkable coming from such a small town. So, first of all you, you know you must have had a lot of uphill battles so what was your uh like wh- how did you get into football and and what type of adversities uh, have you gone through and obviously where, how did it bring you to where you are now yeah that's a great question um I definitely have a, had a lot over the years I think um you know there's one certainty in life and uh, a team in our mind says this a lot but uh Sherrod Baltimore you know there's a certainty in life and that's adversity right and if I reflect on my career, pretty much every level I played at, I went through some type of adversity, right? Um, but yeah, basically grade 10, I was actually playing volleyball um, and it was the beginning of the school year and my, my gym teacher basically came in during the practice and was like, yeah, you're, you're coming to play football. Like you wouldn't take no for an answer, pretty much dragged me to the football field. And I'm sitting there like, I've never really even watched football, like anything like that. So um, I was like, hey, like whatever, I'll, I'll play. Um, so that's when I started playing on the junior high school team. I played uh, receiver and running back and um, we were actually 0-8 that year. Like, again, not a football town, like, you know, a bunch of the hockey guys, whatever, we all just played. Um, but we ended up going 0-8 and, of course, you make the playoffs regardless. And we ended up turning around and winning the championship. So it was uh, quite the experience. But um, football, to me, off the bat, wasn't like um, – you know, it wasn't the same as like my, my love for basketball or, or the same way I looked at soccer, you know, like I just played it at the time because I was 
you know, kind of push towards it. And then eventually my love for the game uh, grew. But um, in the beginning, uh, you know, it wasn't like something that was appealing to me or jumped out at me. I have so many similarities to your story. So I myself, I also didn't start playing football until grade 10. And it mm-hmm. was my friends that pulled me into it. I was playing, I was playing hockey and B rep. So, you know, that's, you know, time to make some decisions here. Nice. Uh, not going to the NHL. Um, yeah. and then my buddies like, we're like, you're not playing volleyball this year. You know, yeah, I made fun of a lot for that in grade nine. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Uh, went out to, went out to one football practice and same as you, like, I, I don't, I, de- I did fall in love with it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, right away. You know, I like being one of the quicker guys on the field and I realized that there's, there's so many different positions. So I was like, I think I'm going to go play out there. And like you, I played receiver running back in high school. So, uh, it's just a very small, it's crazy small world, mm-hmm. uh, very similar experience. So, you know, coming from the small town. I understand recruiting must have been less straightforward than, uh, you know, some people from London, Toronto, bigger cities. So I could be speaking for your, like I could be putting my foot in my mouth, but what was your recruiting experience like? Um, Obsolete, I would say, Uh, you know, partially that part of that, sorry, was um, I I really, not that I wasn't a good student, but um, I, I, I wasn't like I, I was good in school. Um, I got away with not doing much, unfortunately. And like, just with my circumstance, um, you know, having a single parent, uh, you know, my mom like worked a few jobs. So like she wasn't there at, in the evenings and, it, you know, it kind of allowed me to take advantage of that. Um, so I, I didn't put this, the detail and effort into school like I should have, but I still got away with, you know, doing the bare minimum. Um, and I, I just didn't know anything about recruiting. Like I remember watching, as I got into on the score, like Western Laurier, all those teams playing back in the day. And like, I was like, wow, like, you know, it's awesome. And that's something I definitely thought about, but I didn't know how to actively pursue that. And right. there was no one around me to look up to that had gone through it. You know what I mean? Um, but by the time, you know, it, it got close, there was another guy on my team. Uh, his dad was actually one of the coaches, um, but he got recruited to Laurier as a fullback or sorry, not Laurier, uh, Waterloo as a fullback, uh, Tanner Griffin. Uh, but I remember like, you know, I remember Laurier coming to a game or two, York, uh, Waterloo, and, you know, I didn't even get talked to. And at the time, obviously I was frustrated or disappointed because I thought that I was a better player, um, you know, to, to deserve at least some type of uh, conversation or attention from the scouts. But looking back and as I got older, it was just, hey, like, you know, you probably academically weren't there you know, so yeah, it was different for sure. Like the opportunities weren't there. Um, yeah. It's a lot different now, obviously with social media technology and everything, but uh, yeah, it was, it was non-existent. So. so, yeah, I relate to that exactly. There was no recruiting process for myself, but I, I do, I do relate to what you said um, about, I mean, just the whole thing in general. So with the difficult recruiting process, first of all, where did Carlton pop in and, and how did you navigate this? with such like I got a little lucky potentially because I had like one one guy a year older than me Trent Corny I got to kind of watch what he was doing like he was trying to go down south but watching that process kind of made it very easy for me to figure out youth sports I was like yo I'm just gonna send a couple emails like and then eventually you know found an opportunity but um so for yourself where did Carlton come in to your recruiting and, and why did you end up choosing the Ravens yeah, I was, um, so I'll bring it back. It was my grade. I came back for a, a fifth year of high school, uh, played rugby, finished up some credits and stuff. And 
I ended up going to try out for, I think it was CFC top 100, um, right. or something like that. There was like a camp. Um, it was at, uh, I think brother Andre high school. So I went as a running back, uh, slot back and I got invited to the next stage. Didn't make it, but I ended up going there as a defensive back. Right. So I kind of switched up like last minute. Um, and sorry, someone's coming down here one second. That's all right. Sorry about that. That's all good. But yeah, like as I was saying, um, so I ended up switching kind of last minute as a defensive back. And um, I don't know what prompted me to do that at the time. It was partially I started getting the football. I was watching LSU, you know, seeing Pat Pete and uh, Tyron Matthew, those guys play so well at that stage and just kind of things they did sort of inspired me to uh, switch this up, that side of the ball. And yeah, I, I didn't get an invite for that. Uh, Team Ontario, same thing, right? So I was disappointed, but I ended up going down to uh, Fourth Union, uh, Virginia. Yep. So I was going, so I went down there for like a little camp. Um, I actually got some interest from a couple uh, D1 schools down there, just conversations. And like, it was kind of crazy going from not even getting, you know, talked to from universities up here. Uh, to going down there playing one scrimmage, right? And you got big D1 schools that coach there coming out to you, be like, hey, like, really good job, you know, like but asking you. That's you know, that small town issue. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry to cut you off. But like, dude, that's yeah. that small town issue that me, I really wanted to like harp on with you. Like, I felt yeah. the same way. I was so much physically more prepared than all mm -hmm. the other kids that were being recruited. And then when I ended up getting my shot at X, trust me, like, the receivers were all getting pinned. You know what right. I mean? Like, so. I, it was it's so frustrating when like like yourself I've, I mean you're a professional athlete now you obviously have had the juice for it but um, like I almost think there can be an advantage to it in certain situations um, I was someone who was never gonna and I'm, I don't want to speak for you but I was someone who was never gonna get I wasn't supposed to even play university football but it was right. just like mindset focus commitment yep. to a craft not just saying it but actually living it at a very young age like 16 17 18 years old like that's 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 maturity right so exactly. I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it must have been a very similar situation for you no that, that's exactly it right that's um that you, you bring up a great point and that's something that um you know the sooner that young people can learn that ultimately you have agency right you have control over your life and what you do the better the outcome for your life is going to be the sooner you can realize that, that you have potential to change the course of your life and to get to where you want to go. Um, you know, the better it's going to be for you. Like you just said, right. Like you were prepared and, you know, eventually you got your opportunity and, you know, it came to fruition. So I think that's one of the biggest things, like, you know, people get lucky. Everyone gets lucky at some point it's whether you're ready and you're prepared for that. Right. So, you know, you got to do everything that uh, everything in your power uh, to basically prepare for that moment. And, you know, whether it does come, you got to, you know, hit that head on. So. When did the flip switch for you? Do you remember a, like a very distinct moment in your life or. Yeah, it was definitely towards like halfway through my uh, fifth year of high school where I was kind of like, Hey, like um, I really enjoy football and like the, the love you know, the love of the game, like it just grew so much. And it was like two hours where I just got to go and have fun, hang out with my teammates and, you know, kind of escape from every other um, kind of problem in the world. And didn't have to worry about that. Just go fly around, have fun. 
Um, but yeah, I was like, man, I, I really want to do something with this. And that's ultimately what led me to go down to Fourth Union and, uh, you know, go to a camp there. And then from there, like my, my goal was to go play down south. Um, and then, yeah, Coach Pete called me at Vanier College. He heard about me, um, not really sure how, but uh, yeah, he gave me a call and was basically like, hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I heard you're a player looking to go down south, like you should come out for, you know, spring camp, do a little tryout. So I did that and, you know, it, I decided with my family it was best uh, to try and go that route, you know, still try to get recruited down south. And, you know, I was still new to the game of football and I was still new to the you know, being a defensive back. So, um, you know, that was the best route, but it was really that moment where I decided to go down South to Virginia and kind of seeing the competition there, seeing, you know, all the scouts, all the coaches and stuff that was like, man, like I really want to do this to the best of my ability. So. When you switched to DB, this is kind of a tangent. When you switched to DB, how long did it take you to feel like extremely comfortable in your backpedal? Oh, I was brutal. Um, <laughs> like looking back on it at Vanny, like I remember I actually started my first, uh, I think four or five games, but our first game at Vanier, um, we, I think it was Edward Montpetit and I was playing against actually, uh, Regis, uh, Cibasu, I think his name is from Montreal. Yeah, he ends, I played against him too. Oh. He's, he's different. Yeah. Stud, stud athlete, but I was playing strong half and, you know, just super new to the game. And I think it was the first driver first series and like he blew by me on like a corner post for a touchdown and I was just like oh my god like deer in headlights you know um so it definitely wasn't natural and it took a while like even when I got to Carlton um I saw a lot to work on and and you know even getting to the pros and realizing like hey I was still not there um but yeah it was definitely an adjustment at first and you know a lot of like looking on YouTube and you know uh following certain guys like Ryan Clark and uh, different, you know, techniques and stuff and practicing in my off time. But yeah. Sounds like you've done everything in your power to get where you're at, but to yeah. stay there at a high level. So first of all, let's go through it. What was your experience like your first training camp at Carlton? And then what was your experience like playing OUA football for four or five years? That, uh, yeah, 2014. So I came in the second recruiting class. Um, it was, it was good. Like I missed my second year at Vanier. Um, I got hurt in the summer, just, you know, a freak accent camping. So I broke my wrist, dislocated it, had a couple of things wrong. So I had to get surgery, missed my entire season. Um, so it was like quite a bit of rehab because I couldn't do any physical activity for four plus months. Um, so by the time I got, I decided to move down to Ottawa for that summer to train, to get back in shape. Um, but yeah, that first camp was like, it was pretty intense, but I would say my transition from high school to Vanier was tougher than going from Vanier to uh, Carleton, just because the way they ran things there, the structure, um, the competition, you know, I think we had like, I think we had like 17 Canada guys and like 20 plus guys that went on to play U sport and yeah. um, just the talent was there. So the adjustment wasn't as big. It was definitely a lot more workload and, um, you know, more competition because obviously as the levels increase, it gets uh, tighter and tighter, but um, it wasn't as big of a transition as it was going to Vanier. And what, what was it like to play in the Panda games? Like what, what was that experience like? I watched a couple and I, man, I mean, it's <laughs> different. It's way different. Um, yeah, my, like my experience with Carlton was unbelievable. 
Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, it made me who I am. It got me to where I'm at now. Um, like, and thinking back, like why I decided to go to Carleton in the first place is really, um, you know, I'd come from Vanier. We won a championship there. Um, I'd won a championship on the fell. I'd won one um, in high school. And to me coming from that strong program and winning, I wanted to do the same, but to build something, right? Like there was a whole lot of legacy and everything at, at Vanier, but I kind of wanted to do the opposite. Um, and that was really intriguing to me and the fact that we could build a program at Carleton, right? So, and then fast forward to, you know, the Panda game and 2014 with the Hail Mary, Nate catches, um, you know, it's absolutely pandemonium. It's crazy there, right? Like fans are rushing on the field, following year, same thing, double over time. And just to see really where that, that game grew and where it's evolved to is just unbelievable. It was super special. Um, I had a great time and those were always uh, definitely the, the most fun games to, to play in. What was your favorite youth sport memory? Um, definitely there's two. I would say my second year uh, Panda game, double overtime. Uh, I got to Ottawa or you Ottawa, sorry. Um, yeah, it was double overtime. Uh, I think it was third and like five or something like that. And my former teammate, Bryce Vieira, the running back, they went uh, three, three empty and they're at uh, two crossers underneath. And I was just zero coverage on him. And I ended up basically making a huge hit on him to dislodge the ball. And, uh, you know, we ended up kicking a field goal after that to win the game. So that was one. And then beating Western um, my fourth year or sorry, my third year um, at home, uh, came down right to the wire. It was an unbelievable night game, and the the fans, but the stands were packed. It was just it was just a great experience. So those are definitely two uh, to me. Those are two massive moments. Have you had a, a CFL moment that's been as as uh, like personally gratifying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my first for sure, my first first start. Um, you know, it was kind of crazy in there how everything happened, but coming first full circle. Uh, we were playing, I think it was like week 11 um, against Montreal and Menzel ended up starting, you know, two weeks before that he became their starter. Um, but yeah, I ended up starting at safety and it was really just like surreal going from, um, you know, a seventh round pick and, um, you know, making the roster and being, you know, like fourth or fifth string on the, on the depth chart. And then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward 11, 12 weeks and, you know, I'm now starting at safety in a CFL game, right? Against Johnny Manziel, a uh, Heisman winner, a guy that I, you know, look up to and I watch play at AM and I couldn't believe things he was doing. And now I'm, you know, um, you know, we're, we're going back and forth and uh, I'm trying to get a read on what he's doing and what he's looking at and uh, where his eyes are and what, you know, what he's going to do next. So it was kind of surreal and I actually had a really good game as well. So it was, uh, that was definitely very gratifying and it was just uh you know really like full circle moment where i you know afterwards kind of take a step back and just appreciate um you know where i was at and uh what i've accomplished so far that's what sports is all about like those really notable uh full circle moments like you feel so many shifts in your life did you get a jersey shop a jersey swap with johnny or what <laughs> no no he uh yeah no not that game he was actually i think <laughs> He was kind of out of it that game. Uh, he got uh, – he, he was definitely knocked out um, on the goal line by one of my teammates. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
typically don't do any jersey swaps in the CFL, unfortunately. Usually it'll be like guys, you know, buying one or whatever, getting it from the shop and sending it to each other. Um, but no, it was still cool to, you know, shake hands with them after and interact. And, you know, it was just, uh, it, it, was, it was super neat being able to compete against someone like that. For sure. What, what, what's it like being a part of the Red Blacks organization? It's great. Like it's been such a, you know, since day one, when I got there, such a surreal experience. And like I said, you know, being seventh round pick and, um, you know, I still remember that feeling of you know, knowing that I made the team and uh, being able to stay in Ottawa, right. Where I've made so many connections and I, you know, I've been in the community coaching and, and, you know, really worked with a lot of different people. So, but the experience itself has been amazing. Like the organization's organization's great top down um you know first year going to a great cup 2018 uh being a part of that team it was special um but yeah it's it's just been a quite an experience i wish we got to play last year but uh yeah i, I couldn't have asked for anything better honestly what's the hiatus been like so like i mean mentally physically what what where's your mind at as an athlete like, i'm not an athlete anymore so like yeah i'm still doing my training but like what where, where's your Where's your head at? Because you've got that extra competitive kick. So, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, at first it was definitely it was a tough pill to swallow, and like as things progressed, and we weren't really sure whether we we're going to play. Um, definitely had my doubts, but until we finally heard like, "Hey, we're not playing." But when that happened, it was like it was super crushing, and it was you know it became real. Um, but definitely at the time, I, I was devastated, and like. To me, you know, I was preparing and I was ready physically, mentally, um, you know, my third year in my career. And I felt like, you know, I'm just getting to my prime and, um, you know, I'm ready to compete for a spot. Um, but to have that taken away. So it was definitely devastating for sure. But I quickly took a step back and kind of saw things for what they were. And, you know, a big thing in life is just having gratitude and it allowed me an opportunity to focus on other things in my life and, um, you know, things I want to pursue post-football career and stuff so it was challenging for sure but it also it was a blessing as well and you know being able to work on other things I think a lot of people are going to think that eventually and you know there's mm -hmm. obviously people are more frustrated mm -hmm. now but eventually I think hopefully most people will for sure will have the same sentiment so um do you guys have a tentative or like definite start date for your camp yet or what's, what's that look like uh, they they proposed one. Um, it hasn't been confirmed. Like they haven't really scheduled or anything. Uh, still, a couple of things that need to get done between the PA um, and the league, and also the league and um, you know the provincial government, federal government stuff. So um, yeah, it, it's not 100 yet. But I definitely I'm in a much different headspace this year in terms of um, confidence in that we'll have a, a season versus last. So yeah, I'm just ready. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it looks a lot more optimistic for sure. I got a big question for you now. What is your why as an athlete? So, I mean, you probably you, you started playing sports when you were probably four, three, four years old. You found football in grade 10. What is keeping you going? Why are you doing it? <laughs> the biggest thing um, for me, it, it's, it's really just the how I grew up. Um, like I said, like I had a single – parent who you know like my mom worked her ass off part of my language guys but um, no me too man single mom for the win brother I yeah and you know watching how hard she worked um you know two three jobs and she wasn't there uh but she did everything she could right and to me 
A is, you know, giving back to her in the sense that I'm going to do everything in my power to succeed and do what, you know, do the best with the talent that I've been given and I've been blessed with. So that's one. And then, you know, really for um, my, like my future family that I hope to have is to be able to, you know, tell these stories of, you know, things I've accomplished and the adversity that I've overcome. And um, yeah, that's, that's really my why. And, and just really having a chip on my shoulder. Like it, it's just a, it's a mind game. It's like a manipulation thing that I just do with myself. And I've done since I'm young, it's just always pit myself as an underdog. Cause it just makes me push harder. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I have a lot more approved to myself still. So um, yeah, that's definitely, those things are my why. That's amazing, man. And like I said, sometimes that small town mindset can take you places that you, mm. you, you can't go when you're maybe privileged, like you're living the dream. So uh, congratulations. That's, a, that's awesome. The uh, last thing I have for you is like, what, what's your take home message for the next generation athletes that want to accomplish thing you're accomplishing, but even push it further? Like, what can we do to well, what's your piece of advice uh, uh, as your take home message? I would say jump at jump at absolutely every single opportunity that comes your way. Um, you know, prioritize your goals. That's a big one. Um, you know, write your goals down. Um, your your goals really and your dreams don't come true unless you you believe it. You write them down, right? And you work towards uh, them. So that's a big one. And and like I said about a big thing is you know luck like luck happens in life it happens to everyone but it's whether you're prepared or not so um, if you have a goal or dream you want to reach make sure you're working towards that so when you do have the opportunity uh, to jump at it you're, you're able to so um, yeah I think that's probably my take-home message I agree with you I think it's really important to write it down say it out live and take meaningful steps even baby mm -hmm. steps every single day up the mountain exactly slow progress is better than no progress all right, Justin Howell, I appreciate it. This is season three, episode 14 of Athletic Insight, and we're out. Awesome. Thanks, Zach.